Hello and welcome back into the podcast, Dodge into the Ravine. It is your host, Young Southern Company today, and my co-host and Jacob. Jacob, it is finally Friday. We made it to the weekend. How are we feeling? Feeling all right. Got a nice little workout in last night. Ran about five miles. Really surprised myself on that. So giving some props to myself on that. We are another week into this podcast. And for all of the fans out there, I have ordered a mic. I did order a mic from Office Depot. Do plan on running some trial and runs with that. So do be prepared for some better quality audio for myself. Yep, speaking of making it another week, we made it another month. It is the first of the month, March 1st, Friday, 2024. 20 days away from opening day in Korea, 28 days away from opening day at Dodgers Stadium. So it is officially right around the corner. Y'all better be ready for it. It's about to be an amazing Dodger season and a lot to get into today on the podcast. In fact, by the time this podcast gets out, the Dodgers are going to play a spring training game at the top of the hour here. And uh, it's going to be Betts, Otani, Freeman. So we're going to talk about that a little bit here. Uh, but leading off today, we're going to lead off today, kind of go in chronological order, in a sense. Uh, Tyler Glasnow, since we last talked, made his Dodger debut. And Tyler Glasnow in that Dodger debut threw like 95% fastballs. And, and that's the thing that happens in spring training. Guys will just throw fastballs. Maybe guys will just throw breaking balls. Glasnow only threw fastballs. And so like... You know, when I saw him with the fastballs, I'm like, okay, this is something that guys work on. Like, it's spring training. Guys will do this. And people were freaking out, like, oh, my gosh, he's getting hit. He's getting roped off of. And, uh, like, again, the results don't matter. Were you a little worried that Glasnow got uh, hit off of pretty hard against his star against the Angels? Not really, no. Like you said, you know, spring training, spring training games don't really matter. Um, the way I can see it is that Tyler Glasnow is really just, you know, focusing on his location, focusing on his release point, really just getting the mechanics down in the body. You know, that way when the season does comes, you know, he's he has that flow, he has that motion with his body. And, you know, just throwing all fastballs, it's uh, – I would say it's kind of smart in a way too because then you're not really showing the other teams, you know, your breaking stuff. Oh, you know, what does Glasnell's cutter look like? What is his slider looking like on the Dodgers? Did they make any tweaks to his, his off-speed game? So, you know, other teams didn't really get to see that just because of all the fastballs he was throwing. Yeah, we're going to see Glasnow again at the top of the hour, like I mentioned. Tyler Glasnow was going to play tonight or pitch tonight against the uh, the Guardians. And so uh, it will be a second start with the Dodgers. Looking forward to see how he does out there. Uh, but historically, Glass now in spring training has like a five ERA. So this is just prototypical for him. And obviously, we know what he does when, it, when the games actually count. So I'm not worried about the results at all. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Glass now. The, the key with Tyler is going to be health. So that that's going to be key with Tyler Glass now. Yeah. Um, any, anything else you want to add on Glass now there? I just hope the guy can stay healthy with us, man. I know in his time as a Ray, he had a lot of injuries, you know, kind of like a Jacob DeGrom type of guy. You know, he's really dominant when he's out there, really lights out. 
He's just on the IL too much. So, you know, if Glasnow has to, you know, tweak whatever, you know, if he has to throw a little slower, take some MPH off the fastball, you know, whatever it is, I just – I want a full season from Tyler Glasnow. I want to see what we could do, you know, when he could start 30 games for us. Yeah, 30 games from Glasnow would be uh, quite awesome, to say the least. I'm not sure if he's going to get the over on 30 games, but I would sure sign up for it. Uh, Max Muncy has been playing in spring training games, although he's been getting hit in spring training. He's been getting hit in spring training a couple of times on the hand. He's been taking a couple of days off here, got x-rays on the hand, negative x-rays. And, you know, this is the one thing you always worry about in spring training. You just don't want injuries. That's kind of the biggest, like, takeaways from spring training is hopefully everybody comes out healthy. And so Max Muncy getting hurt, you don't want to see that because – I mean, like I said, Max Muncy has a lot of believers, and it's going to be a big year for Max Muncy in this Dodger lineup. Yeah, Max Muncy, I wouldn't say he's coming towards the end of his career, but, you know, this is a it's a pivotal moment for, honestly, a lot of the guys on the team. Muncy's going to be, you know, batting fifth or sixth in this lineup, and he's honestly going to have a lot of chances to get RBIs. So, you know, uh Muncy's tenure as a Dodger, you know, he, he could really uh, solidify himself in L.A. these next couple seasons. Yeah, honestly, as crazy as it may sound, he really could solidify himself as a uh, as a, a Dodger, lifelong as a Dodger, yeah. if you will, like in the history books. Like, oh, we all know who Max Muncy is, right? Like, so, uh, you know, the longer this goes on, Max Muncy can really make himself the Dodger lore, but uh, it's going to be a big season for him as far as like getting on base, hitting for high average. I know he doesn't hit for 300, but just a little bit of a tick higher than 212. Uh, of course, he's going to slug at least 25 home runs, maybe even 30. So a uh, big year for Max Muncy. And so getting hit on the hand, not something you want to see, but it's just something that happens. It's baseball. It happens. Uh, I, I always go back to uh, Justin Turner a few years ago. He got hit on the hand, I think, with a wrist and he was out. So, I never want to see players getting hurt. And, of course, we all know Gavin Lux last year towards ACL. Oh. Yeah, that, that Lux injury really hurt the team. So, we'll get into Gavin Lux here in a bit. But, uh, so hopefully, Max, once you just rest up, guys have all spring to really to do that, right? So, uh, hopefully, Muncie can take care of himself there. Um, Monday, big news came along on Monday. Uh, in fact, we were uh, – we were live reaction, right? We were together uh, going out for lunch. And uh, Kike Hernandez <laughs> re-signed with the Dodgers. You know, I recall that moment so well because you had, like, it It wasn't even, like, 30 seconds before you got the notification on your phone. And you were just like, dude, it'd, be, it'd honestly be crazy if Kike re-signed with us right now, like, right now. And, like, like 10 seconds later, like, you're just like, oh, my God, Kike signed with us. Kike signed with us. It was like that little series of events felt like 20 minutes when it was really only like three minutes. Yeah, seriously. I mean, it was literally like a around the block and boom, you know, you know, I got the notification on the phone that was popping up. Like, oh my gosh. First, I thought of Manny Margo getting traded. Uh, that was oh, yeah. First, that was the first. Yeah. That was what we first got. Yeah. That was the first domino that fell. Margo got traded to the twins. So, <laughs> Manny Margo. Yeah, you yeah, go ahead. 
I was like, you, you had literally said too, like, Manny Margot just got traded. Like, this is now our chance to re-sign Kike. And like, that's literally what yeah. happened. Just irony right there. Absolutely. I mean, because it had been the worst kept secret, like, with the Dodgers. You know, uh, Margot and Kike, like, that was basically Kike's spot. So it was a worst kept secret. If the Dodgers wanted Kike back to fit him on this roster and have a, a role for him, they needed to trade Manny Margo. And so when I saw the trade of Manny Margo, I'm like, okay, something might be cooking here. Let's just hope it's Kike. And boom, sure enough, it was Kike Hernandez. And, and you know, I was, I was happy as anyone. Oh, yeah, dude. Any Dodger fan, immediately you see that trade or you see that notification. Kike Hernandez, one-year deal at the Dodgers. Like That clubhouse energy just got 10 times brighter now. Yeah, so uh, Kike over Margo, that is 100% an upgrade. <laughs> With all due respects to Manny Margo, we didn't really see him that much, but in, in spring training, he wasn't doing well. I know the results don't really matter, but Manny Margo, he is who he is at this point in his career. So uh, Kike Hernandez, we all know who Kike Hernandez is. I don't think we need to do a, a dialogue on Kike Hernandez, but uh, we all know what he brings. And most of, most importantly for me, like he's a big time player. Like he's a big time moment player. He's a clutch player, and and he performs when the lights are the brightest. So I really like that about Kike. Yeah, just just his clubhouse and the energy he brings. You know, I think that's worth all the money you can give him. Granted, you know, I'm I'm not gonna say Kike took an underpay. You know, one year, four million dollars. It's really good for a utility guy. I just. I don't think Kike was really about the money. I honestly think he could have got way more on any other team. So, you know, that's just – that's that L.A. connection, that L.A. love that Kike has for us and that love that we have for him back. Yep, absolutely. One year, $4 million for Kike Hernandez. So, uh, like you said, it's safe to say he took a pay cut. I think he could have got more from other teams for sure. And uh, He said it was between the Dodgers or the Yankees. So – um, the Yankees. Interesting. Yeah. Um, he said if the Dodgers didn't sign him this week, he was going to go to the Yankees. So uh, Andrew Friedman had to make that trade this week or else he was going to sign with the Yankees. So good thing uh, Andrew Friedman acted accordingly. And Kike is back in Dodger blue. It's going to help that team a lot. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing him again. And uh, segueing from Kike Hernandez to uh, number 17, Shohei Otani who finally made his Dodger debut in-game in Jersey, in a Jersey, in a uniform. And uh, it was quite the anticipation debut, obviously, for all of us Dodger fans, seeing Shohei Otani repping the Dodgers across his chest. And uh, the lineup came out, and I was so happy to see that Dave Roberts listened. And uh, my goodness, I mean, this is like, these are World Series winning moves. I'm, I'm going to be serious. Like Dave Roberts, we all know like Dave Roberts has had a history of making not so great decisions, but this was a great decision by Dave Roberts. And I'll give him the flowers when it's due. Like it should have been Betts, Otani, and Freeman. And I talked about that last week with you. And uh, sure enough, that's, that's the lineup that came out and that's the lineup that's going to be happening tonight. Betts, Otani, Freeman. Yeah, Freddie Freeman right there in that three-hole. Nice double, nice walk. You know, you already got runners in scoring position. What else can go wrong? Yeah, so um, I'm looking forward to it. I think that's the best way to have this lineup 
uh, constructed because you give Otani protection with Freddie Freeman at the three spot. And you give Otani more at-bats in the two-hole. So, win-win situation for the Dodgers. And I'm glad they, they did the right thing there with Betts. Otani Freeman, again, must-see TV tonight with the Dodgers. And uh, with Betts, Otani Freeman. And like I said, Glassman is going to be on the mound. So, um, super excited for this team and this lineup, especially at the top of the order. And uh, Otani, of course, doing Otani things, hitting a home run in his first game with the Dodgers, third at-bat. Third at-bat, I believe it was. Correct. Yeah, third at-bat. You know, something I don't like seeing about the whole Otani thing is, like, the guy is a baseball player. He'll get it, like, he's going to ground into many double plays. He's going to strike out a lot. He's going to hit a lot of fly balls. He's going to hit a lot of pot flies. And the entire rest of the MLB fan nation – Still gonna find a way to hate. Well, seven hundred million on zero for four game, or seven hundred million on a zero for three game. He grounded into two double plays. Like the guy is still a baseball player, bro. Like, and he's not pitching this year, so you know, obviously, we're not going to be getting the the full two way player of Otani, son. So it's like you know, keep those comments coming, bro. Keep those comments coming. We'll, we'll see how your team's looking in you know two to three seasons when Otani's on the mound. You know, hopefully we re-sign Walker Bueller. You know, it's I, I love all these comments. Like everybody forgets that he's a baseball player still. Well, like Mookie Betts said, every every game is going to be the other team's World Series. So, I mean, they all want to be the Dodgers, right? That that's always been that way, and it's going to be that way even again this year, even more so. So, um, yeah, you know, I see all the troll comments on you know all the MLB posts. It is what it is. I mean, they're just the uh, they hate us because they ain't us, right? It's kind of how I feel. They hate us because they ain't us. Shout out Guggenheim. So, uh, yeah, I would ignore the trolls, but uh, Otani, the opposite field home run, just a towering home run fly ball that just cleared the fence over in left field. He's going to hit a lot of opposite field home runs. If you don't know that, he is a uh, all-field hitter. So uh, Otani really just quite incredible at what he does. Um, I mean, it's just really insane. It's insane to think about that this guy is on our team. So I'm looking forward to seeing him once again tonight. What do you call it? You got a home run against tonight for him? Who's pitching? I don't know. It's going uh, on the mound for the Guardians. I'm not too sure. The Guardians. Shohei Yard. I'm going to take the bet. Shohei is going the full 360 yards, 360 feet. How are you taking the over on the uh, home run? All right, over we'll on Otani Homer. We'll see. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does tonight. Uh, it's it's going to be fun yet again. Seeing Shohei back in the Dodger lineup. The very next day, ya- uh, Yamamoto made his debut. Yoshinobu Yamamoto made his Dodger debut. Another debut for the Dodgers. Another $300 million man for the Dodgers. The highest paid pitcher in baseball, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. And uh, safe to say, he looked uh, pretty electric. That was my word that I, that I kind of came up with, electric, to describe Yamamoto. If I had to come up with some characteristics for Yamamoto, like electric is definitely one of them. I'm going to agree with you there. Static. Anything that comes from the word like lightning, thunderbolt, he's shockful, he's electric, he's 
uh, I wouldn't say he's absorbful, but like, I mean, I loved his splitter. The way that splitter, like, just like, ooh, it was on a lefty batter, and like that splitter was set up inside, and like it just like it cut like at a downwards angle to where it was a strike, and then it wasn't a strike anymore. Like that splitter was just so like it was staticky, bro. Like, I don't know if you had seen the post or not. <laughs> there were some Astro Troll comments, but. Pretty much, um, Yamamoto was like showing his glove to like the center field camera, kind of, and you could pretty much see the way his fingers were. And there was a splitter formation, and so there are a lot of comments saying like, "Oh, I, you know, Astros are going to be reading that again, yada yada." But when he delivered that, I was like, "Oh, dude, even if you know that's coming, you're not hitting that. Like, there's no way you're hitting a splitter." Yeah, I did see a lot of comments about that, even on the broadcast, talking about, "Oh, uh, you could see what he's going to throw." from the broadcast angle, right? And, and you can see broadcast his, his, yeah. his grip and his uh, – the grip of the ball in his glove from the camera. So um, we'll see if he works on that. We'll see if it's a big deal or not. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure if it's a big deal as of right now, but we'll see. It, it could be. Um, it's just spring training. All the fields are kind of – obviously, they're smaller fields, so a little bit of a different angles on spring training fields. But uh, overall, Yamamoto, three Ks and two innings pitched against the Texas Rangers – and like you mentioned, the splitter got all the uh, all the glory, if you will. Uh, splitter is really good. His fastball is really good. It'll really get up on hitters. And uh, like you said, uh, lightning, something about lightning is a word you, you want to call them. Yeah, like any characteristics that come from the word lightning, like shocking. Uh, yeah, like, you know, honestly, lightning. I like the way lightning sounds. Yoshinobu is the lightning on this Dodger team. Yeah, and like I said, electric because he just comes at you, right? Like how lightning, like you mentioned, just boom, I don't know, like Yamamoto yeah. just, just really just comes at you. There's not much <laughs> of a wind-up. He just kind of just, just goes, just throws the ball, right? So uh, I, I really like Yamamoto off the bat from what I've seen already. So I think it's going to be really good this year and uh, probably be in the conversation for the Cy Young. Which if is what we any would expect, other... right? Which is what we would expect. Yeah, I would say Zach Galen's definitely up there. You got Strider, Zach Wheeler. It, oh, and technically speaking, Yamamoto could win Rookie of the Year. He is 100% eligible. Yep. He is 100% eligible. Who else in the National League could be Rookie of the Year? Just off the top of your head. Um... I can't really think of any prospects right now that quickly, but I know there's a lot out there. Yeah, we'll get to know some of these guys uh, over the next month or two, but uh, Yamamoto definitely. will definitely be in the conversation. Uh, so I think he's going to throw again on Wednesday. So just be on the lookout for that. Yamamoto, next start on Wednesday against the White Sox. Uh, we do got to talk about some news here with Gavin Lux, some notable news. Gavin Lux has uh, been struggling at shortstop. I'm not sure we've seen any clips, but uh, he has been struggling at shortstop, unfortunately. And uh, this is a, a thing that really has kind of gone on throughout the career of Gavin Lux. He is uh, not the greatest fielder. Even at second base, he had a hard time fielding at second base. So when a couple of years back, we were talking about moving him to shortstop. I was like, no way. Like, that just cannot happen. He can't even fill that second base. How is he going to fill that shortstop? It's like, well, uh, shortstop is a natural position. He grew up playing shortstop. 
well, spring training has come and he's healthy and he's playing the field at shortstop and he's made multiple errors. What is your level of concern there with Gavin Lux heading into the season? Gavin Lux in the past at the MLB level at the shortstop position was very concerning. And, you know, I, I'm going to be honest, I haven't really been watching the spring training games too often, so I didn't really know about that until right now about Lux. And like I said, just from his past, you know, experiences at shortstop, I wouldn't want him there. You know, if, if Lux is, you know, spring training games, they don't matter. You know, every fan knows that. But, you know, this is the time to get the repetitions down, to get the practice. And if he can't get it down, then, you know, the Dodgers do have options like Chris Taylor and Kike. And, but, I mean, Lux's bat, I would honestly say, is better than both of them at times. You know, Lux was a 290 hitter before his injury. So, I just, I don't know. Because the Dodgers are going to have Mookie at second. So, you know, Lux defensively is just kind of a wild card right now. Yeah, I mean, the Dodgers have a, a ton of flexibility here. Like, Lux isn't pinned down at shortstop. And Mookie Betts isn't pinned down in second base. Like, guys can play all over the field. In fact, remember, Kevin Lux used to play the outfield. I'm not saying he's going to play the outfield, but he played the outfield. And even in the outfield, oh, you're he, wasn't, right. he wasn't that great. So, uh, Gavin Lux has had a, uh, <coughs> a struggle in the field defensively. And, again, uh, I'm, weir- I'm really worried about that left side of the infield with Muncie and Gavin Lux. That could be a recipe for disaster if Gavin Lux has not figured this out. Yeah, that, you know, Muncie at third base, everybody knows that situation. You know, adding in a weaker defensive guy at shortstop, that just doesn't seem to cut it. And I do want to take Dodger fans back to that moment where Gavin Lux crashed into that center field wall. I do remember that after you had just said that. That was a pretty funny moment. Yep, so uh, he has played kind of all over the field, but uh, again, shortstop is going to be the primary, at least that's what we kind of locked him down for, but Gavin Lux is struggling at shortstop, so that's a storyline to watch here through the last couple of weeks of spring training. Um, finally, before we get into a new little segment here, uh, little notes here, Emmett Sheehan, we have not seen Emmett Sheehan all spring long, uh, he is dealing with some injury, and so he is questionable for opening day in Korea. Uh, does that concern you going into the season with the starting rotation? <laughs> it does not, no. Emmett Sheehan, uh, I feel like, you know, he's already going to, despite the injury, he will be on the roster. And this little setback, I wouldn't say it concerns me too much. This is a team already that's going to be without Walker Buehler to start the year, and Emmett Sheehan might not be ready to start the year. Um, James Paxton and Ryan Yarbrough might be the guys to fill in those starting spots, so I would just be on the lookout for that. I would guarantee it would be Yarbrough and um, James Paxton. That'd be my guess. So if, if Buehler, well, she's not going to be ready, and Sheehan do not be ready, it's going to be Yarbrough and Paxton, and I wouldn't mind saying that. I don't know about you, but I'd be okay with that. James Paxton didn't make his Dodger debut last night as well. Did pretty decent. I think he had four strikeouts. So, um, you know, back in rotation guy, James Paxton, not nothing much from him, but uh, he should be pretty good. At least decent. Pretty brings. Yes, along with Bueller and Sheehan being out, Tony Gonsolin is also going to be going to be out for a little while longer as well. And Dustin. And, 
And Dustin May, yeah. Dustin May is still injured. Still don't understand why he wasn't a part of the Trout uh, trade package deal. But anyways, yes. Um, what was I going to say about that? Yarbrough, uh, Yarbrough and James Paxton, yeah. Paxton, I remember seeing a couple of games from him when he was a Mariner, a couple of games when he was a Red Sox. He's, he's a good lefty arm. And, you know, despite the things with Julio Urias, we, we did need a lefty. So, you know, Paxton and Yarbrough, they're going to look – they will have their time to shine on this Dodgers team. Yep, absolutely. Everyone is going to get a chance here at some point of 162 games. And uh, finally, before we move on to our next segment, <laughs> Shobay's crying in the club. Shohei Otani got married. It was a pretty big post on social media. Yeah, pretty much any baseball page that you follow, any sports page that you follow, they went ahead and told you about how Otani got married and he's ready to, you know, move on to the next step of his life. And, you know, in 30 years, the Dodgers will be drafting Shohei Otani Jr. <laughs> All righty. Well, there you go. Uh, 23 years. So, uh, congrats to Shohei and, uh, yeah, already moving on with the uh, next state of his life. It's going to be a pretty big 10 years here for Otani in Los Angeles. Alrighty. So our I would like seg- to yep. – one more thing about Otani. I just want to uh, add how he's honestly doing things with this whole deferment thing. If he plans on having a child with his Mrs. wife now, the next 10 years, by the time his child is, you know, 9 or 10 years old, he's going to be getting those deferred payments. So – like, he is going to be, like, perfectly set up. His child is going to be at the age where he can start teaching them, you know, core fundamentals, core principles. And, you know, tax-wise, you know, the guy's going to be in heaven. So I just, you know, that's very high IQ on Mr. Otani right there. Otani's as smart as they come. I mean, that's why you're doing the Dodgers, right? He, he's a pretty smart man uh, all around. Oh, yeah. So, that, that's set up right there for him, man. Congrats to he him. He definitely knows what he wants, for sure. Definitely. Alrighty, our new segment, uh, Fair Foul is not going to be retired for the Fair Foul fans. If you are out there, not going to be retired. But for right now, I'm uh, going to introduce a new segment here called Between the Lines, just kind of a personal preference type of thing. Um, third questions. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right. Favorite place you've ever lived? Let's see. Well, I haven't lived in too many places. Um, I have lived in Arizona for a little bit. So I'm going to go ahead and say Arizona. The desert is very beautiful, depending on the time of the year. The weather is great. And honestly, the people out in Arizona, I really do love them. They're uh, they're really warming and uh, they're very generous, actually. So I'm going to go ahead and say, you know, Phoenix, Arizona. Okay, yeah. Um, I've moved around a little bit, but to kind of tell you, I'm going to tell you a little bit, and I'm going to say Vegas. Um, I was back and and forth in Vegas, and uh, I really got to know the community outside of the Strip. Like, there's actually, you know, a town, and – I really enjoyed it. It was really nice, really beautiful. Like you mentioned, the desert, really nice weather, especially in this time of year. So uh, I really enjoyed Amazing. Vegas uh, outside of the Strip. It's really nice. 
Yeah, I've got to say, in my experiences at Las Vegas, it's really only been on the strip life. So I haven't really known, like, the, the city or, like you said, the community outside of it. Yeah, I would recommend it for sure. It's uh, definitely different. There's more to the Las Vegas than just, you know, the shining lights or whatever else, right? So uh, I really enjoyed it and uh, kind of miss it. So I would go Vegas. Uh, nice. Second, Both of us pick in the desert. Absolutely. Love the desert. Uh, second question here. If you could spend one evening with anyone dead or alive, who would it be? We get a little personal on this. I would choose to leave purse my mother just because, you know, that's my mother. I would love to spend another day with her here on Earth. But if you had to ask me like a sports celebrity, you know, someone from the past. You know, I think I'm going to go ahead and say Bob Marley. I think Bob Marley and his music, you know, I really resonance with that. And, you know, just his mindset and, the, you know, the way he uh, he took a stand against, you know, certain political ideals and the way that things were taught. I'm going to go ahead and say Bob Marley. Okay. Nice. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit as well. And I'm going to go with Travis Scott. Travis Scott is my – one of my favorite artists in the <sighs> game. So uh, I like Travis Scott. I think he's a, he's a cool Damn. character. He's a cool character, so uh, I think I think he'd be pretty fun. His music is his music definitely hits. I was funny that you say Travis because I was literally listening to him last night. I don't really like the guy, you know, due to some events that happened at a concert. But man, does his music just his music hits at a different level? Makes you feel completely different. Yeah, Travis Scott. Uh, I, I love Travis Scott's music and. Uh, Definitely would enjoy a dinner with him. Finally, last question here. If you had to move tomorrow to anywhere in the world, where would it be? Italy. Italy. I would move to Italy. Not only is it a different country, is it away from America? Is it a new start and a new life? The food there is so much healthier. The EU does not contaminate food with colored particles. They don't put red six. They don't put yellow 18. All that stuff that's in hot Cheetos, you know, regular Cheetos. The food in EU is 10 times healthier for you. Yeah, Italy would probably be a popular destination. I'm going to go with the... Probably like Brazil. Let's go like Brazil or like the Amazon. Brazil. I'm going to go to the Amazon. I'm going to go to the Amazon forest. Just go off the grid. Just go in the Amazon jungle and kind of explore. You know. so. Okay. I like that. Okay. If I were to go somewhere off grid, I would choose Antarctica. That would be pretty cold. It would be extremely cold. But, you know, there's a lot of history with Antarctica and, you know, our world as it is. There's a lot of history in Antarctica. I'm an adventurist. I like nature. I like the wild side. Put me in Antarctica. Let me explore it forever. Alrighty, well there you guys go. Uh, our little new segments between the lines. Hope you hope you guys enjoyed that, and hope you guys enjoyed the podcast as a whole on Dodging the Rain. Once again, we will talk to you guys again next Friday on Dodging the Rain. Make sure to like, subscribe. 
uh, follow, share it. Whatever you guys got to do, be sure to do it. We appreciate the support. And as always, go Dodgers. Thank you to all current viewers, current subscribers, anybody new who just happened to pop in and listen to us. Thank you so much for the support. It really does mean a lot. We are Dodger fans. We like potting every Friday on Dodger baseball. My name is Jacob. Wherever you are, have a safe one. Have a healthy one. And lastly, like always, go Dodgers.